the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christmas Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Brothers and sisters, doors of opportunity have been opened to us by God that no man can shut on us. Open doors of opportunity that will only benefit us when we walk through. You see, if we don't walk through the doors that God opens for me and you, we'll never receive or achieve the things that God has for me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God opens for us so that we can step into all the things and all the assignments that God has for us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to Genesis chapter 12. It says in verse 16, And he entreated Abraham well for their sake. And he had sheep and oxen and he asses and men servants and maid servants and she asses and camels. I mean, they told him all for real. And the Lord, but, but, and then in essence took her away. Now she's there. Y'all got to understand this. She's sitting in the harem now. I mean, because, you know, the Bible doesn't speak every single point down the line, but you got to fill in the gaps. She's sitting in the harem because <laughs> she in the Pharaoh's house now. Clothes probably changed. Haircut changed. Every opportunity for her attitude to be changed. Sitting there upset because y'all don't want to work with me on this. You don't mind if I bring it a little bit closer? Ladies in the house say, hey. Now you're going to be forced to lay down with somebody you don't even know, much less like when you already got a husband, which means that it's not talking about anything in relationship to where love and, and all that kind of stuff. No, this is going to be rape that's about to occur to you. And he done set you up to be raped. And he got paid for it. And he's sitting around with maid servants and, and men servants and she asses and and you sitting around thinking, no, I, 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 I know about the asses. Y'all don't mind if I teach, do you? She got it. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I happen to believe that most of the body of Christ at this time would be upset. I happen to think most of the body of Christ right now would have forgot all about the altars they set up someplace else. Much less the call that God had on their life. And the only thing they're thinking about is strife and bitterness is forming on the inside of them, bubbling out and coming out of their mouth. That low down, that, that dog, that low down, that, 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 no. And I, and I, and I shouldn't have never married him in the first place. 
I knew it was a mistake. You know, we'd be always, anytime something go on, all of a sudden now, well, I knew it was a mistake. You know, God was trying to show me before. Well, if God was trying to show you before, why didn't you do something then? Once you said, I do, you need to shut that stuff up and go and understand that that's your partner. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We need to just cut all that out. All that, well, I don't know whether that was really, well, if that really wasn't my partner and if I married outside of the will of God, is that still my husband? Is that still my wife? Yeah. With an exclamation point. <laughs> Especially if you went ahead and consummated afterwards. Consummated as in y'all had a honeymoon night. Do I need to, y'all looking at me in the grave, do I need to explain anymore? I'll go biology 101 if you need me to. That right there sealed the covenant because the blood was supposed to be shed. I say it's supposed to be. We're in the modern days, praise God. I'll leave, the rest. I'll leave that alone. But anyway, it's supposed to seal the covenant right there. Which means that you in covenant now whether or not you want it to be or not. So because of that, you have set up a non uh, uncommitted, excuse me, uh, unrestricted commitment to the other person. Which means that even when they're crazy, you're still going to be right. Even when they're doing you wrong, you're still going to be right. Even when they jam you, you're still going to be right. Can we talk? She's sitting up in there having, uh, having opportunity to like be thinking just as negative of him, him as she probably, I never want to see that fool again another day in my life. And if I do see him, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to hurt him. Come on now. You know how y'all be thinking? Riding down the street sometime, practicing with the window down. Folk think you praying in the spirit while you're driving, but you practicing what you're going to say to them if you ever see them again. Or if they call you back, what I should have said when they called me the last time and what I'm going to say this time. Let's see if she did that. It says, what verse I leave off on? Oh, it's getting weaker and weaker. Praise God. Folks, I don't even want to follow no more. <laughs> he treated Abram well for her sake, and he had sheep and oxen. Well, we did that. 17, and the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Look what he did. The Lord began to start causing problems to happen all up in Pharaoh's house. Because of, notice what the scriptures say, Sarah, Abraham's wife. Now, the original call came with Abraham, Abram here, and Sarah is included. But here, the plague is coming to Pharaoh's house because of Sarah. Not because of Abram, but because of Sarah. Why is that? Because God sees you who've been jammed. God sees you who've been mistreated. God sees you. And as long as you keep your attitude right, as long as you don't allow bitterness and strife to enter into you, and as long as you don't get all caught up in the moment of what's happening to you and just responding to the situation and circumstance, and you stand strong on your faith and your trust in God and don't let that stuff form up on the inside of you, God will come in and change your circumstance and situation. He began to start uh, plaguing Pharaoh in the midst of their house. It says in verse 18, and, and Pharaoh called Abraham and said, what is this that thou hast done unto me? Why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife? Why saidest thou she is not my sister? Taking him through 20 questions. Man, why you do this to me? My house getting all jacked up. I'm all plagued. I'm all messed up because of this, your wife all up in the middle of here. Don't y'all think that just because you see them driving their new cars or 
or acting like they having fun and they enjoying life without you. Don't, don't, don't you think for half a second that that's what's really going on. And even if they have hooked up with somebody else, don't you think that that person is having a good time either? Amen, because remember who you married, praise God. Amen. <laughs> or who you was in family with. <laughs> Why sayest thou she is my sister? So I might have taken her to, to, to meet a wife? Now, therefore, behold thy wife, take her and go thy way. He restored the situation, gave his wife back to her. And what's this now? Pharaoh also commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. I mean, sent him away and gave him some stuff too. But watch this now. That's the restoration that God wants to put together. But how about this? Ladies in the house say, hey, what if you were Sarah? What if he played you like that? What if he sent you, are you feeling me? What if he sent you out there and you but seconds away from this other man's bed that you ain't even supposed to be in? How about that? And then, and then, and then, <laughs> and then, and that's a preacher back there. Y'all don't know. <laughs> she in training, praise God. <laughs> That's what he just pops out of her from time to time. <laughs> I love it, though, because she's going to throw power later on. I know what she's going to be throwing later on. You just keep plugged in, baby. Just keep listening and learning. You <laughs> And don't let stuff happen in case Jim send you off to be with Pharaoh. Praise God. No. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Ladies, let's get back. Ladies in the house, say, hey. What if that was you? And he'd have played you like this. And it took God to intervene to keep you from getting jacked any worse than you was already jacked. But now you've been put back with him. <laughs> oh, see, y'all, y'all preaching this message for me already. I don't even have to go there. Uh, but I'm going to go there anyway. How loving might you be around him still? How loving might you be around him still? And when he get ready to ease up in your bed, after he done almost had you in Pharaoh's bed, how many people, come on ladies, how many of y'all gonna let him all nudge all up and like do all the little husband stuff that he was doing prior to that? Ladies in the house that would be quick to do it, raise your hands right now. Brothers, look around, not a hand up in the house. <laughs> and these are the ones with the new covenant. <laughs> these are the ones that got the love of God residing on their side. Not nary hand when they like, you got to be kidding. But stop and listen. If she was not full of love and if she didn't stay locked in, Satan would have just ended the call on their life. Satan would have just ended the call in their life. Because, see, Satan wasn't just trying to get her in Pharaoh's bed. That's not what it was about. That was just the move that was made to cause what he wanted to happen to happen, and that's the end of the call. See, he ain't coming after you. He coming after the word that God gave you. He not coming after you. He coming after the call that's on your life. And when the stuff happens between husband and wife, between mothers and daughters, between fathers and sons and all that other kind of stuff and all them other peoples, 
and with other friends and stuff like that, it's to be able to shut the call down that God has placed on the midst of your life. And if she would have not uh, uh, operated as a godly woman, that would have ended the call. How about that? It ended all of y'all because there would have been no Abram. There would have been no Abraham's seed. There would have been no Jesus born into this world, which meant that all of us Gentiles, we, none of us probably would have been healed. The, the world would have went to hell in a handbasket by now, and it probably been destroyed by now, and none of us would have been here. But because she stayed straight, and she did what she was supposed to do, not allowing uh, unforgiveness, not allowing bitterness and all that stuff to lock up on the inside of her and for her to forgive and forget and conduct herself like it never happened, conduct herself like it never happened, conduct herself like it never happened. Because of that, the call could continue on. And the ones of y'all that stayed quietly on that and didn't lift up your hand, that's why Satan keep playing you the way he play you. Because he knows how to shut you down. He knows how to shut the call down that God's got on your life. All he has to do is cause strife, difficulties, problems to occur from people to shut you down. Because he knows that we have that, that, that residue of thinking from Satan's mentality. God's nature is absolute love. But we learned a lot of foolishness when we was outside of the commonwealth of God, outside of the covenant with God. We learned a lot of foolishness about, mm, I ain't taking all that. Mm, yeah, I ain't no doormat. You just don't be like walking on me. You just don't be like playing me like that. Come on now. Who you think you is? You know how y'all do? All of us. We're going to shut it down. Now, I like to believe, if I hadn't read the Bible, that they would have lived happily ever after. That if Abraham would have done that one time and recognized what went down, but saw how God turned that thing around and made it all right, then after that, surely they lived in peace for the rest of the days of their life. Surely none of this stuff ever came up again because they seen how the devil had his way and seen, that's past participle ghetto, seen how the devil got in and how God restored it anyway. Shoot, you know this never happened again. Turn to Genesis chapter 20. Genesis chapter 20. <laughs> Start reading at verse 1. And Abraham, okay, now this is after the covenant is established between him and God. This is after God and God all up in the middle of Abram. That's why he's Abraham now. Because God's and God all up in the middle of him. It's after that. Just like God's all up in the middle of you. So you can really relate to this one. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south uh, country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, and watch this now, and Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. Here we go again. I forgave him. I forgave her. And here they play me again. Here we go all over again. Now I gave, how many times must I forgive him? <laughs> 70 times seven? How many times we gonna keep going over this same thing over and over and over and over again? Anybody want an answer? As many times as Satan brings it, it's as many times as you cause it to go down. Because it's irrelevant about the hundred times that you were successful. Satan's just concerned about the last time that you're not. He don't care nothing about the hundred times he put stuff back together and that you forgave before. He don't care nothing about that. He's, he's concerned about the next time. 
what you going to do next time? He's going to bring it up again. Especially if the person that you're with hasn't been completely delivered from it. Because many times God's put stuff back together again, but the people are not necessarily delivered from what caused it to happen the first time. That's why, you know, just like, you know, you know, some of us don't know how to control our tongue. We say some stuff we ain't got no business saying to the other person. God puts it back together again. We all nice again. They all lovey-dovey for a minute or so, but then the next time it comes up again, our tongue still is unruly. And we still say some stuff that's stupid. And then we're right back where we were before. But isn't it good that the God that was in the beginning before is in the beginning once again to give you a brand new beginning, even in the midst of that situation. So here, he does, he does the same thing again. Now he got a closer relationship with God. Now he got a covenant with God. Now he got a word even more specific and direct from God about what's going to happen about them having these children and all that kind of stuff. It says in verse 2, And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Check it out. Thou art but a dead man for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. Can you imagine having a dream like that? Close your eyes, getting ready for sweet, sweet dreams. Sudden God speak, you a dead man because of that chick you got in your house. Good God, I bet you they opened his eyes back up. He's like, whoa. <laughs> but Abimelech had not come near her. Thank God for Abimelech. <laughs> I don't even want to think what would happen if he'd have gotten near because you got to understand that God's got a, when God got a call on you, God ain't backing up even though you're stupid. God ain't backing up even though you act stupid. God ain't, God ain't backing up. God said, look, I planned this all the way before the foundation of the earth. Before there was dirt floating around in the sky, I already saw this thing. And I already put everything in motion for it to happen. And just because you crazy don't mean that I'm going to stop doing what I'm going to do. And just because they crazy don't mean you should stop doing what you're supposed to do. Because many of us, when the other person act crazy, then we go off. We become situational-minded rather than Jesus being our Lord. It says, but God came to Abimelech in a dream, told him, you's a dead man, you touch her. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord. Now, all of a sudden, he's talking, Lord. He ain't even saved. <laughs> My God saved right after that. <laughs> he said, Lord, will thou stay also a righteous nation? Said he. Not unto me. She is my sister. And she, even she herself said he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart, in the innocence of my hand, have I done this? And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Look, he called it sinning against him. Therefore, suffer I thee not to touch her. Or I'm telling you now, don't you put your hand on her. Now, therefore, restore the man and his wife. Send her back to him. For he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou, that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. Thou shalt, God got this thing about doubling up on stuff. Because I told you before, if you send that to, a, to, a, to an English teacher, thou shalt surely die. 
You send that to an English teacher, they're going to send it back with red marks all over it, redundancy. Because either it's supposed to be thou shalt die, which establishes the definitiveness of it, or thou surely die, or you'll surely die. That establishes the definitiveness of it. But if you got both definitives on there, it's like, dang, how, how many times you going to say it? And God said, no, not only will you die, you shall surely die. You touch her, especially after I done told you what to do. Yeah, I love this because God, although the situation might be going in a totally opposite direction, it might already have established in something entirely what it shouldn't be. God can speak to people and God can begin to start speaking to people for stuff to be able to turn around. Amen. All you got to do is just stay right before the living God. Turn to Genesis chapter 20, verse 8. Therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told them all these things in, his, in their ear. Let me tell you what he told me. And the men were so afraid. Man, they like dying. See, they was afraid because he said, everybody, that, everybody around you going to die too. So they're like, hold up. We're going to get this right, old king. Then Abimelech called Abram and said unto him, what hast thou done unto us? And why have I offended thee that thou brought us on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not be done. Like you should know better. And Abimelech said unto Abram, what sawest thou that thou hadst done this thing? And Abram said, because, well, you know, he got given his old lame excuses. You know, don't ever pay attention to the people that do stupid stuff in relationship to the, even the reasons why they give. Because it's, it ain't going to make no sense. You know, a lot of us be asking people to go, why, why do you do that? Because the spirit of stupid all over. And so if they give you an explanation, it's going to be stupid. And it's probably going to make you madder. Because now you're going to start trying to evaluate the answer. Well, the reason why I did it is because I just felt like it. Oh, you felt like it. Yeah, that's what they said. I know it don't make sense. Just know the spirit of stupid on them. Just don't let it get on you. Because the Bible say, never answer a fool in his folly. Ask me why. Because the fool's folly will jump all over you. Be in your head now. Now you're trying to think up what they're thinking up and trying to figure out what they're figuring out. And, it, and your head start hurting and you're all upset. And, and that's all because you asked the question, not because they did what they did. So just know they're stupid right now. None of it's going to make any sense. It says, and Abraham said, because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place and they will slay me for my wife's sake. Oh, like the fear of God was in you. Just send your wife out there like that. And yet, indeed, she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she, well, you see what happened was, and he started going into the seat. You see what happened was, not giving, you know, all these, all these, all, you know, folks justify with all these lame answers on why they do what they do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. Hope that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. Hope that you learned a little bit more about the doors of opportunity that God has opened for us. I hope even more that your faith is rising a little bit more in the biblical fact that God is a God who opens doors for His. So, let's believe God's Word is true and benefit from the things that our loving God does for me and you. Let's walk through every door that He has opened for me and you. Let's not miss out on a single thing that God has in store for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, 
Just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we have something for you to do, especially if your New Year's resolution is to get closer to God. I invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. There's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. It's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation services available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the Brothers of Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple of sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 